Hey, everybody. This is a crazy time that we are dealing with right now, that we're going through together. And I don't want to make this a drawn-out intro, um, so I'm not going to. Uh, but I do want to talk to you guys about you know what's going on right now, uh, which is obviously COVID-19, coronavirus. So having said that, let's get right into the ad. Ad in five, four, three, two, one. Alrighty, and now that that's over, all right, so I I have a lot I like to say that I would like to say, um, but of course, you know, if you want to hear my complete thoughts about this, the best way to do that would be to follow me on social media because I am active. Uh, this is something that I am pretty passionate about. I am a self-proclaimed germaphobe in my real life. Um, you know, I take necessary precautions when it comes to my cleanliness, when it comes to touching stuff, when it comes to not touching stuff, when it comes to keeping my hands clean, um, common sense protocols. And, um, you know, we're dealing with a very scary thing right now. Uh, when people say that this is not serious, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand that thinking. Um, it's awful to think you know, that we're dealing with this, but it's, it's the reality. This is, this is the world we live in. This is not a cookie cutter, you know, fairy tale, uh, fantasy world. This is, this is reality. Um, and, uh, you know, it's seriously serious. So take it that way, treat it that way. Now, of course, you know, stuff being shut down, stuff being canceled, um, that, you know, I, I don't really have a whole lot of say in that. It seems to make sense to me. Keyword seems, um, of course it's going to have repercussions on the economy. It's going to have a lot of shit to do. And that's just in the United States. That's not even me talking about across the world. Um, so, but I, I wanted to just kind of preface this episode and share this episode with you guys because I usually have a back catalog of episodes. So like currently right now I have four other episodes prior to this one that I've recorded prior to this one, but I'm going to be releasing this one first. Um, and it's going to be episode 40. Normally I don't, you know, in these intros name the episode number, but in this case, this is episode 40. So my guest today is Tom Buck, who is the host of The Enthusiasm Project, which is a YouTube channel and a podcast. Um, love his channel, love his podcast, love him as a person, as a, as a host, as a creator. Um, and so him and I, 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 I knew when he came on that I wanted to discuss this with him because he is a teacher. So he is directly involved with this. Um, he is based in California, which as of this recording, all schools in California, to my understanding, are shut down. I'm in Florida. All schools in Florida are shut down. So I wanted to get his perspective because he was the first guest that I had had on um, since the coronavirus, COVID-19, really became something that we need to keep our eyes on. You know, prior to that, I had had guests on where we were talking about it and it was sort of like a 
you know, thing that was in foreign countries and, and, you know, it might've been in the United States at some point with some guests, but it wasn't to the level that it was when I had Tom on. So I wanted to get his perspective on it. And, uh, we don't talk just about that. Of course not. We talk about, you know, technology. We talk about his, his channel. We talk about a variety of things, you know, just the way the podcast, my podcast is designed to allow for natural conversation to go anywhere. Um, so it's a fun episode. It's a fun episode. It was sort of, um, it was a remote recording. It wasn't in studio. Um, and it was faced with some technical difficulties. Uh, hopefully you don't hear those in the edit. Um, this was not a one take conversation. Unfortunately, I try to get those, you know, conversations in one take. Unfortunately, this was not one of those, but hopefully, like I said, you don't catch those edits. So having said that, guys, look, before we get into the episode, don't panic. Okay. Coming from a germaphobe, you know, someone that this is, this is like my ultimate fear. Um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Follow common sense protocols, you know, um, do what quote unquote experts say. And if you have followed me on social media, I made a post about this recently. You know, my beliefs around that word expert. I don't believe anybody is an expert because if, if somebody was an expert, there would be solutions without any error. And in that post, I say that error is as 24 seven as the air we breathe. We'll never not know error. So nobody is an expert. We're all winging this. And some people wing it with, you know, more flair than others, giving them the impression that they are experts. Having said that, though, there are people out there that know more and, like I said, can talk with more flair than I and listen to them because, you know, whether you believe it or not, this is a serious thing. That's that's one of the frustrating things is hearing some doctors say that this is like a crisis and I believe them. And then hearing other people say, this is not serious at all. And I, and I have a hard time believing them because I would just rather be safe than sorry, personally, right? Wouldn't you rather be safe than sorry? I don't know. Just follow common sense protocols, guys. We're going to get through this together. You know, we're, we're human. Be human and think about other humans. And having said all of that, I am really excited for you guys to hear Tom Buck from The Enthusiasm Project. So get ready. Get set. Here's Tom. And just like that, we're off and running. Tom, Buck, what is going on? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, you sound, uh, yeah, you sound good. Okay, good. How are you? I am phenomenal for the time that we are uh, dealing with right now. And I wanted to just kind of kickstart it off here because I know you're, you're a digital media teacher, correct? That's me, yes. And uh, so you're not like directly involved, like you're not like a like a science teacher or anything or, or anything like that, but you are directly involved in a, um, atmosphere that is, uh, uh, I would assume being dramatically impacted by what's going on right now. 
Oh man, yeah. It's I mean I, I teach at a public school. We have two thousand students. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I was checking all our like live updates as I was waiting to start, and like schools aren't canceled, but they're making all the preparations. If that's a thing that happens, which like almost seems like it's a thing that might happen, so it's it's kind of crazy. And you're in uh you're in California, correct? Yeah, we're in, in the Coachella Valley. We're actually like right down the street from where the Coachella Festival happens. <laughs> uh, so that just got canceled or postponed. Um, and that's like two miles away from us. So we're right, right there. Choo. What is your, like, <laughs> what's your, what's your take on this? Like, are you, uh, are you genuinely unnerved? I know I am because <laughs> I'm a germaphobe, honestly, like in my real oh, yeah. life. You know, I'm I'm very adamant about keeping clean as as much as I possibly can. And, um, you know, when stuff like this happens, it just my my spidey senses start tingling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I don't know. A couple of years ago, I would have thought, like, this is nothing. Don't worry about it. But after just all of the insanity of the past few years, uh, I don't, I just know that anything can happen now. <laughs> and, um, I mean, this is getting crazier and crazier. I, I'm just trying to keep <laughs> a calm head as much as possible, but also like paying attention to the, the signs around and it's, it's very unnerving, but it, it makes me appreciate at least right now, like stuff like YouTube and podcasts where I can go and get a break for a few minutes and just escape it <laughs> for a while um because yeah it's uh it's a lot of anxiety inducing stuff yeah it is it's uh you know and i was watching um i was watching a podcast that uh uh mentioned you know if you close certain things so like if you're closing schools which is uh a big kind of center for this stuff you know like to yeah, to, oh, yeah. To, to really spread <laughs> Um, if you close that stuff down, you know, yes, on one hand, you're, you're potentially, uh, stopping the spread, but you're also, you know, unless you have a backup plan, like, what are the people that do that? Like, what's, what's their like next thing for income? You know what I mean? Like how do, uh, and, and, and how long do you keep stuff closed? Like, there's so many questions and. I don't know if, uh, cause it popped up in my YouTube feed. I don't know if it popped up in everyone's YouTube feed, but, uh, uh, from five years ago, I think is when it happened. Bill Gates gave like a Ted talk and, uh, yes, he was taught. Did you see it? I, I didn't. I mean, I saw it ages ago, but it popped up recently where he's talking about the world's not ready for, yes, uh, for something like this. And he's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, he called it. That it's so weird watching that. How how he calls like you know, uh, it it will be something where it's it's not instantly shown. It'll it'll infect mm-hmm. you, and you you you'll carry it for however long, and you you potentially don't even know you have it. And yeah. in, you know, in that spare time, you're touching stuff. You're you're sneezing. You're coughing. You're shaking hands. Um, I was just like blown away by how accurate he was. And then of course my mind starts drifting to, you know, certain movies I've seen like contagion. Right. Of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that. Not to make like the whole podcast, <laughs> but, 
just from someone who's directly involved in the school system, because I know that that's a big, big issue when it comes to stuff like this. Well, it's, it's crazy because there's um, just yesterday, there was an article that came out that said several of the TSA agents at the San Jose, California airport um, tested positive. And so they were put in a hospital and then everyone that they worked with for the past two weeks was sent home to be self-quarantined. But I was on a student trip to San Jose a week and a half ago. Um, and we, you know, spent lots of time in the airport and at TSA and all this stuff. So then I had to go through like our school site and our district and let them know, like, I don't know what we did or didn't come in contact with, but that was like 10 days ago. We have just been here since, you know, like, <laughs> every, it just made me think like, luckily I think it's been long enough where if there were any symptoms they would have shown by now, I guess, but um, it's been 10 days of just all of us dealing with hundreds of people and then families and then the families deal with other. There's no way to stop that. It's just ridiculous. Well, did they, yeah, did they, um, so when you told, uh, whoever you're who, like, who did you say you told again? I told my school site, like administration, they went straight to our school district, which went to our county health department, um, that asked for more of the details. And basically because, because it's been 10 days and because we weren't like exposed for a long period of time to the area and there was no advisory for like traveling public, um, they basically said it's fine. <laughs> but I just had the, this like the gut feeling of, I have to tell someone that I don't think anyone had put these pieces together that this happened and we were right there and now we're here and, you know, <laughs> of course. Yeah. They didn't so, like, uh, they didn't send in like the stormtroopers and, and, and like start grabbing you and, and like, I was throw like you. half expecting it. Every time my <laughs> phone rang throughout the day, I was like, this is the call where they're going to tell me like, I need to leave. <laughs> like, don't, don't take any stuff, just leave. Um, but that didn't happen. At least not yet. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a, I have a friend who left today um, to go to South America. Now granted it's Ooh. South America, but. I mean, I'm like yesterday I was telling her, I was like, are you not even remotely unsettled to get on a plane? And she was like, no, like, like I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I hey. don't know. I don't, I have a friend too, who loves to travel and he's like, this is the best time. I'm buying all my tickets. I'm booking everything. Like it's all dirt cheap. Everything's empty. And I'm like, I guess, but like, I don't know. It's, we all handle it differently i guess yeah it's very very true it's uh something else that that that, that came across my screen that's similar to what we're talking about was uh someone was saying um how did it go they said uh uh you know essentially what you just said that everything is cheap so book now because do you want to do you want to die because like we're all going to die so do you want to die with the eiffel tower behind you or do you want right. to die with <laughs> i-95 behind you or i-4 or whatever <laughs> like a like a major highway um and you know like when you read stuff like that yeah you know it's all fun and games but there's just i don't know there's too many people that are that just aren't taking it as seriously and i can right. speak on that because there's so many people around me in my day-to-day -day life that just seem to think this is fun and games and 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 of course i'm the serious one i'm like no come on <laughs> Please, like, yes, it's it's fun to joke. It's fun to, you know, 
try to make light of a bad situation, but come on, this is this is potentially the worst. Like this could potentially be the worst case of any kind of uh, a virus spreading across the world in a long, long time. Right, and, and I, I, I mean, I just I have nothing to compare it to, and I know that like humor is a way to sort of ease the anxiety. So like if my friends or my students and I like make little jokes, we are all nervous about this and the jokes just kind of like take away a little of the nerves, but we're also trying to take it seriously. And I think there's a group of people that there's probably a group of people that just doesn't pay attention to it. But I think there's another group that's just like, if we say it's going to be okay and it doesn't matter, then that means it's fine. But it's like, I don't, what is it like an ostrich that just sticks your head in the sand it's kind of like that yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know i don't know i uh do, like do you try to keep up to date with the news like like are you watching it frequently uh, almost too much <laughs> um like, 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 like to a like a detriment almost yeah to the point where it's it's just giving me more anxiety and i need to stop like i had to usually i'll bring like my ipad to bed and go on reddit or something as i'm falling asleep and it's like that's a terrible idea so now like i just have to leave everything out in the kitchen and just like read a book to end the day otherwise like it just becomes too insane and your brain starts going in all these directions and and then there's, you know, it's just, it seems like from every direction, there's just sort of negative and bad news coming in. And it, it can be just exhausting beyond the health part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially being like someone like you, that's, that's so uh, ingrained in technology and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause that's really how we're getting all our news. Like it's, yeah. it's popping up in our, in our smartphones, like, five to seven times a day my like my my freaking smartphone is just buzzing like crazy oh, yeah well it's crazy because i remember i think i was still in high school when like the sars epidemic uh happened and i don't know how this compares to that because that was in like i don't know like 2002 or three ish i think um but like the internet wasn't what it is so you just you also just I don't know if it was bigger or smaller or we're just hearing more now, but it's, you know, the constant bombardment of everything from everywhere is like, it's just, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Very, very true. And, um, uh, kind of shifting gears here because, uh, <laughs> I, seriously, I just wanted to get that little quick input there. Cause, uh, you're the first guest that I've had on since this has really kind of, uh, gone from being like a little laughing matter to uh, like a major thing. So yeah, you I just wanted talk to talk about the elephant in the room. Like I think that's kind of important. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do want to focus m uh, mainly on uh, something that is incredibly positive, which is uh, the fact that I don't even remember, which is the weird part about YouTube and how all this stuff. Or, no, no, no. I do remember. I remember how I found your, your channel. Oh, um, <laughs> It was because I had just recently gone through a uh, podcast upgrade. Like I was like, I need to, oh. I need to, I, I need to really update everything that I'm that I'm using to make my podcast. And so I looked around. I was like, what's the best thing that I can get? And uh, your video popped up of uh, the Roadcaster Pro. Yeah. 
And I was like, all right, I like the, like, I just like the way your thumbnails look. Um, <laughs> so I, so I, so I clicked on it cause it's a, it, like, it's an awesome looking thumbnail. Um, <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's watch this. It's like 14 minutes long. That's not that bad. And yeah. so I watched it all the way through. I was like, damn, not only do I think I have found, <laughs> not only do I think I found the, like the right thing for me, but this guy, he has an infectious energy. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I, I just, in that one video instantly was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta potentially subscribe to this. But then I had to go through a couple other videos to make sure, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a, like, you you, like you, yeah, like you had just gotten lucky with a video because it was so good. Um, so I watched a couple other videos and I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to subscribe to this guy. Um, oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. Like you're just, I, I can tell you're a, you're a chill guy. You're a, you're a knowledgeable guy. And the fact that you love what you love makes me love it more. Um, I, I mean, I definitely play to my strengths. So I like stay in my lane of the things I am knowledgeable about, which is a very specific narrow area <laughs> beyond that is terrible, but these few things are, are fine. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and, 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 and I just want to make sure that I have you on here now. I want to say thank you for pointing me in the, in the direction of the Roadcaster Pro because that thing is incredible. Um, it's the best. I can't believe that thing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I instantly fell in love with it. I also got the, uh, the pod mics, which yeah. are uh, incredible. I mean, when you look at what I was using prior, which is like a uh, almost embarrassing, like I would go to a guest, right? <laughs> I would go to a guest. And I would set up the, the podcast and the way it was set up was I would just have my Mac to the side with a garage band open. And then I would have my little blue Yeti nano yeah. uh, <laughs> in the center, in the center of the table. And if I had like four guests on, we all had to talk into that, <laughs> in, into that one mic. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, the the roadcaster is crazy good. It just changed everything. Yeah. So like, what is, um, I mean, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you, but I guess we'll start here. Like, what is, uh, do you think road is the best in terms of, um, maybe not even for a podcast, but just for any kind of recording of audio? Like, is that really the, are they the top notch? I mean, it, I think it depends. Like sure is, you know, pretty legendary in a lot of ways. I, I think for, like an individual creator or a small time like operation and even bigger things, but especially for the smaller ones, road just keeps releasing stuff that's geared exactly towards you. Like it, and they, they just, everything that they come out with is just better and better. And it's, it's so helpful. And then they are also a really good support company. Like we have a bunch of the road mics at school um, that, like my students use on top of their cameras and sometimes like the cables will get a little funky or the buttons will get weird and road has no problem just like send it to us we'll fix it we'll send it right back like in a week it's taken care of for free like the, their support is amazing um, and I think for people on a budget or you know people just jumping into it having not only a good product that's reasonably affordable but also like the support behind it if you need it it's kind of unbeatable. Um, and I know like the pod mic, a lot of people, I, I had a, a comparison video between that and the Shure SM7B. And a lot of like, 
I, every day I get comments on that. They're like, the sure is better. The sure is better. And I'm like, it is better. It's also $300 more expensive. So, <laughs> exactly. Like, of course it should, it should be better. <laughs> um, but you know, the fact that road released this thing that's super well built sounds even comparable for a quarter of the price. And then you just equalize it out and you can match it perfectly. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, I didn't even realize until I started like just paying attention to my like gear setup, how much road stuff I have. And it's like a ridiculous amount. Um, I love them. I think they're great. This is definitely my first choice. Yeah. The, um, the sure is, uh, cause you said it's legendary. It's, uh, most widely I would think associated with Joe Rogan and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like he is, I mean, he, he's probably my favorite podcaster out there and, uh, he is, uh, I think since day one, or maybe not since day one, but you know, pretty much the vast majority of his podcast has been used with uh, with Sure microphones. Yeah, um, I mean that's just the the studio standard. Like, if you have a budget and you're setting up a studio and you want the good quality, just get that mic. And then you know, it, with video podcasts and stuff, that's what everyone sees. And I don't know, um, I don't know if you notice this, but I notice when there's somebody, especially someone like Joe Rogan, who's in a popular position once they get one thing or do one thing you just see that like filter down and suddenly everybody has that thing <laughs> like it, <laughs> like the trends are kind of funny i've noticed it with other pieces of gear and it's i don't know if you've seen the same thing but it always makes me laugh i mean uh i mean but it makes sense right because it's like you look at someone like joe rogan who is who is uh arguably the biggest in terms of that kind of uh uh subgenre of audio and it's it's just you yeah it, i mean it totally makes sense also it's uh it's it's really cool because i was watching an episode i forget who the guest was it was pretty recent but uh they even talk about like at the very beginning of the episode um the guest brings up or no not not the guest i think it's jamie who's like his his like engineering producer Mm -hmm. brings up the fact of the roadcaster pro he's like yeah there's this there's this new thing out there that that basically simplifies everything and just it's all in one unit yeah and uh like they started talking about it i was like damn that is like i mean that's a good endorsement for road right there yeah well it's like it just uh, puts everything right there and makes you not dependent on the computer for travel it's amazing and like it's just i mean i started doing podcasts on my own with my old Zoom H4n, um, and then actually my video mic just plugged into it, and then like an old XLR mic plugged into it for like a guest, and it's, it's kind of a janky setup, and <laughs> and and then you still have to take that and then put it into you know a software program to polish it all up, and I mean the Rodecaster is just so it's just so it's just so good. <laughs> That's why I was like I have to tell people about this thing. That's like my uh, religion, I guess. So, so take me back to the, um, like, tell me a little more about yourself. Like, why did you, why did you become a digital media teacher in the first place? So it was totally by accident. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you and I might be kind of similar just in terms of um, maybe being generally anxious people. Um, but basically as a kid, I loved making, you know, short films and videos and stuff. And 
my friends and I were like, we're going to go to film school and do all this. And then towards the end of high school, I was like, oh God, uh, I actually want like a place to live and like food and stuff. Like, I don't know if film school is the right choice, um, but I was really good at English. So I went to school for English and became an English teacher and just did uh, like video stuff on the side. And then my second year teaching, there was like this journalism teacher that left and they had no one to replace him with. And it was part of this like media program, but it was kind of a total mess. And they just like my principal at the time knew that I liked it and was like, do you want to fill in for this? And I, before I even knew what it was, I was like, yeah, there's no textbooks. It's great. Like, <laughs> um, cool. And then uh, it just because he kind of had left the program in a bit of a mess, I got to kind of rebuild it um, just based on what I was interested in, what the students were interested in. And that just went towards like video production, um, you know, quote unquote filmmaking. And then um, we just kind of took off from there and it became really successful. And then I moved to another school to start a program from scratch. And that's kind of where I am now. It was just this good thing where people started realizing that like, oh, this is actually like a good thing. <laughs> it's a useful thing for kids to learn. It doesn't mean they're going to be like, Hollywood directors or professional YouTubers, oh. but it means they're going to learn how to like communicate and solve problems and be a bit innovative with their thinking and stuff like that. And it's like, it's kind of helpful no matter what they're going to do. And I love it because it's like, you don't have to wait to be good at it. You can, you can be a high school kid and get paid jobs if you put in the work to be talented or to build your skills up and show your talent. And like, I think that's awesome. I and mean, most of our, most of my students are pretty low income and it's awesome that they can check out cameras and take on paid gigs. And like, you know, it's way better than just working, I don't know, some terrible job or a, just under the table, like construction thing or something. It's like, I don't know. I've seen it be really empowering. I love it. It's super fun. I love all the gear involved with it. Um, so I don't know. I just sort of accidentally fell, fell into the world of digital media teaching and then have been there ever since. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because, you know, the, the world is becoming, I mean, that's the first word in your profession, digital. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, I mean, that's the, that's the way of the future. I mean, it's so really you're teaching an incredibly important class. I don't even know because I'm 27. So I graduated in 2011. Okay. I don't, I don't even know based like just off the top of my head. I don't think I had that kind of a class in my high school i yeah we might have it's usually like a school will have like a um i don't know maybe like a video production class or a graphic design class but the okay which is fine i mean those are great but the key like the real key is having like a series so it's like a student could join my program in ninth grade and stick with it through 12th grade and after four years of constant like work in this area they're really good at what they or they have the option to be really good at what they do and that like repetition and getting to work with the same teacher and the same student for that long is like that's where the strength comes from but yeah my school I in mean, my school we had like a computer <laughs> and uh you know a burnt out teacher that just sort of sat in the room while we <laughs> looked at the computer and that was our class so yeah um it's kind of one of those things where it's like, what didn't we have? Let's make the thing that we would have wanted to have. 
Yeah. So you're, I mean, just be based off of your videos, I would assume that you're a very, you're a very energetic, you're a very hands-on, you're a very, uh, very opposite of what you just described where, <laughs> you know, the, the, the stereotype of a bad teacher is they're, you know, half falling asleep at the, at the desk with like a newspaper up or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and luckily this is a good outlet for that, but yeah, I like to be hands-on. Everything's very, um, everything's really like active and engaging and, you know, kids are constantly, my big thing is I have to stop myself and just like let them do their work <laughs> because uh, that's kind of important. So sometimes I have to hold back and be a little less active. Um, but I love doing like workshops and, and I don't know, it's, it's very controlled chaos. Like it's, it's really exhausting. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's fun. Like that's, it's actually enjoyable and I don't know, we do cool things and it, yeah. Is, it, is this class considered an elective? Um, yeah, it's an elective, but it's also a career tech program. So it actually like, um, if a kid's going to college or just wants to build their, just go straight to the, like the workforce, um, having the four year like sequential program on their transcript actually helps. Um, so it can help them get accepted into college or help them get, um, build up a good portfolio and get some decent job opportunities after school. Um, so it, it's like an elective, but, um, a little more and thank God, like, uh, the state actually values it and has been putting a lot of money into building these programs. So like, we actually have dedicated budgets towards equipment and like, uh, trips and, and events and stuff like that, uh, which is super cool. Some of the gear we have just is stupid, <laughs> but it's great. Um, stupid, like, 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 like stupid as in bad or stupid as well, in like stupid good? Stupid good. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I mean, okay. like, I, you know, every year there's no real, like, the state gives our school district a budget. The school district just says, we have money, submit your orders. And so every year I just sort of like have these wish lists of things that I submit and I never hear back. I sort of just turn them in. And then sometimes it's a month and sometimes it's a year and a half. And then maybe nothing will happen. And other times like 17 boxes of like stuff from B&H photo will show up in my classroom. And then we just get to tear it apart. And it's, you know, lenses and lights and cameras and roadcasters and mics and stuff and it's it's, <laughs> it's like the craziest thing ever um i mean i ordered this <laughs> i ordered this giant canon large format printer that prints like uh i don't know how maybe 44 inches by like 100 feet it's just this huge industrial printer um i think i, I actually did make a video about it and it's great I and mean, like nobody questioned it <laughs> like it was just a completely insane thing um which ended up being amazing because now we can just do all our own printing and actually kind of like earn money by doing print jobs and things. Um, the only thing that they've ever questioned me on is one GoPro that I ordered, which I was like, it's $300. Like who cares? Like that was the only thing in all these years that they've been like, why do you need this? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just ordered $20,000 of like lights. This one GoPro. <laughs> Because it, it, we're we have a pool, we're a film program or a video program. It's an action camera, kind of makes sense. Um, and that was like such a controversy, the one GoPro. But you know, everything else, 
it's like fine we were like i started for a while we kind of leaned into like ordering a bunch of dj equipment because i had kids that are interested in like uh launch pads and programming that stuff um which is very vaguely related to what the class is um that's fine so we got all that stuff and it's i i just love anything that like makes a kid ask a question like how do i do this how can i do that um and i don't really care what it is that does that because once you start once you have a question that you want to find the answer to that's the thing that's gonna like kick it into gear i can't push the boulder uphill but i can definitely like once you have that fire burning i can i can just keep stoking the fire um or help you figure out how to do that and that's like i'll throw any trick i can at a student to get that fire going um and sometimes it doesn't work but a lot of times it does yeah, no, it's, uh, I got a, I got a friend of mine who is growing up, he, um, anytime him and I would hang out, it would always be basketball. <laughs> like he thought, he thought basketball was his, was his like career. Like that's what he was going to be like NBA or whatever. And, uh, in high school, he got involved with what you just said there, not the digital media, but the one we had, which was like a, a like a film production or a, yeah. like a TV production. And, um, he's actually been on the podcast. Uh, his name's Mike Kozlenko and he, from that class, from just starting that class as like an elective, he now is a, a professional cinematographer in oh, Austin, wow. Texas. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 trust me, it is because I honestly, when I say every time we would hang out, it would always be nothing but basketball. So when he told me like basketball, no, that's a thing of the past. Like, <laughs> like I want to do film now and uh, I love film. So that was a real relief for me. Like I was like, Oh sweet. Now we can actually <laughs> get rid like, of Now we can actually have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like now we can have some fun. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, it, it's definitely an important thing uh, because I know it changed his life and he couldn't be happier. And, and uh why do you do high school? Why not uh, uh, college level? Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, you're gonna say why middle school, and I was like, well, I don't hate myself that. No, much. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, um, college. I, I'm like actually super interested in uh, thinking about college because high school is fun because the kids are old enough that you can treat them like young adults. Like you can talk to them a little more. You don't have to sugarcoat everything. Um, you know, I can trust them with expensive stuff it's just more exciting um but they are still kids so it's still like permission slips for everything and they're only ever going to get so good by the age of 18 that like there's kind of this ceiling in terms of skill level where like we just can never go past it or they can but just not while they're in my class um and so i've thought about like well college would be cool because it's there's it's adults there's no limit there um i'm super interested in it the bigger thing is just like ironically um public school teachers get paid better than like a community college teacher would um, sadly, I guess. So that's kind of, big. is it a, well, is it a, uh, like a big difference? It, it depends. So like if you're, if you're a tenured, so if you wanted to teach at a university, you need a lot of degrees, credentials, and then to be in like a university film program, you would have to be, I don't know. I am not qualified for that. Um, but, but community college is a little different. Um, but if you're a tenure track professor, 
oh, you're, you can be golden. You can work a few days a week. You can make a great paycheck. You can have a lot of control. Those jobs are like impossible to get. Most of them are just part-time professors where it is, I mean, it might be like a third of the salary or something with like no benefits. So it's, it's rough. And like, I know it's really common to say like school teachers don't get paid enough, which sure, like I would love more money, but I mean, really like our region, our area, it's not bad. Benefits are really good. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot to complain about, but there's also a lot of really good things about it. So I don't know. They're just sort of, it, it, it's a good balance for right now, I guess. Okay. Okay. And plus it, it like, I would imagine there'd be some kind of, uh, like, like a scary factor in terms of like potentially considering leaving your position, you leave that position. <laughs> yeah. The, the college thing doesn't work out. And then you try to get that position back and it's either been filled or it's been eliminated. Like, is there a, like, if, let's say you're not there, let's say Tom is not the team, like, it, like, is that something that they would get rid of? Or would they just replace? See, this is where um, this is where and I hope I hope this doesn't come off as I hope this is taken in the spirit of which I intend. Because um, I've been a part of trying to help lots of programs start. And every time anybody goes, what do we need to do your program? That's always like, what classes do we need? What equipment do we need? What does this space need to look like? They never talk about the teacher and like you, and it, it's always the same story. It's always some school that's like, well, we have like this history teacher who I think would be cool with it. It's like, that's not, you need someone who's going to like live and breathe it because they enjoy it. Not because it's something you threw at them. And so right, exactly. right now, like, I don't think, I don't think that's taken into account. Um, I have been trying really hard to, to grow the program by like wanting to bring in more teachers, but that's kind of been like an area where there's been some contention, like just at our school site of budgets and scheduling and just lack of understanding. Because right now I think if I were to leave, it would maybe flounder for a couple of years and then just fall apart because it's just, it just wouldn't work without the right person. And I would love to have a team of people. If I get hit by a bus or something, I don't want everything to just go to waste. Yeah, you you hit it right on uh, the right on the head there. You need somebody that that that. So yeah, and then part of me is like, well, there's only so much I can do. I'm one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of cut out oh, there. Sorry. I don't I know. Did my, you? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. I think my uh, yeah things died, and I am switching over. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, I think it should be good. Um. I have the really old AirPods, like the first ones, and I, the batteries just aren't lasting anymore. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I was just saying that you definitely hit the nail on the head in terms of you need somebody that uh, it's the passion. I mean, I mean, you have a YouTube channel dedicated to it, so it's not like you do it as your as your nine to five job and then you go home and you don't ever think about it. Clearly, you're going home and making videos, you're recording your podcast, you're, you live and breathe this. So this is a, that's a vital element that, so yeah, I think the, I think the safe answer would be, and, and I don't know you personally, I've never met you personally, but just based off of what I'm hearing and, and the infectiousness that you have, I, I think that that program would potentially 
like you said, flounder, uh, if not permanently for at least a little while, because you, it is the teacher, right? I mean, the program is the program, but without the teacher, the program right, well, is nothing. It's just like, if, I don't know if somebody, <laughs> like, you know, the ins and outs of your podcast. And if someone were like, oh, well, I just need someone to do an interview once a week or whatever, like, we just find someone else to do this. It's like, well, maybe, but it's probably not going to work the same way. And that's, uh, it's just a scary thing that, it's just a scary thing. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't ever be a t- like. Honestly, I don't think I could ever be a teacher. Well, one because I mean, I just that's not my thing. But um, I don't know. It, it to me, I I I just seem to hear so many uh horror stories of of being a teacher. Like like not from the teacher it, like themselves, but like from the school just really not appreciating them and valuing them to the to the yeah, degree that that's they should the sucky be. part is there's so many people who would be good teachers, but when they go into like the training or whatever, uh, they just, they don't make it through because they're just like, why? And even I, <laughs> even I'm learning this as like my fiance, like, st- you know, she has her own business where, you know, she does her own thing. And we have a lot of friends that run their own, you know, companies, their own businesses, all different sizes. And part of me sometimes is like, seriously, like I'm working this hard for this and you're, you get to do that. And like, maybe I am kind of dumb, Um, but it's, it's just, I I don't know. It's just the way, like culturally, I don't know how to get around that. And, you know, we've all been to school. We've all had the good teachers and the bad teachers and God, it's just, it can be so good and it can be so bad. And (laughs) <laughs> very very true are you um uh whatever headset you're using because you, um, like you're right kind of breaking up phone but i can switch to something i could try wired earbuds i don't know if those will sound decent Let me okay because there's like a clicking yeah, noise that that, that, that wasn't there that was prior to uh let's switch oh okay i have to like find my wired earbuds <laughs> wired earbuds oh my gosh <laughs> i mean that's what i'm using to be like to be well, fair I, got these, I, like, I don't know i'm using <laughs> airpods or like my editing headphones but they don't have a microphone so look yeah whatever you had whatever you oh, had at the beginning AirPods sounded great they... <laughs> yeah they, they died um, but now you give me an excuse <laughs> to upgrade those so thank you uh, there okay, you go. Give me one. Let's see. Let's plug this in. Okay. Can okay. you hear me here? Technical difficulties, everybody. Just I still hear that. I crackling. can. Uh, I'm trying to. Um, okay. I, I don't hear, hear any crackling. I hear a little bit on you? you, but it doesn't matter if I hear it. It's more if uh, it goes through on the recording. Yeah, because I definitely one, two, three, four, five. Know, a, check B, one, check C, one, B, check one. F G. This is my voice. Oh, a little. I mean, it's not to the degree that it was prior to you. I, can I guess plugging in these pop wired the AirPods ones, so. and they're charging. Um, case and hopefully, they'll be back in a few. Um, oh no, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so that's the that's the journey uh, that that you've had with the with the teaching stuff. Uh, when teaching? did that start? 
Oh, this is my 10th year. So sadly, it was uh, like your junior year, which makes me feel so, so old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My junior Uh, year, you started teaching. Or actually, no, I guess if you graduated in 11, I started the (laughs) 10-11 school year. So I guess your senior year. Um, Yeah. Ten eleven. Okay, me. yeah. <laughs> um, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so it's been a good decade, but it's fun. I mean, it's it's exhausting, and that's where like YouTube is kind of my savior. Of like, I need to do something that's not state run education. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Um... Was it, it was definitely the, the oh, yeah, channel yeah, that, that came well, first, correct? I was so dumb because it was like, um, for so long, I would watch people. I had my channels that I would watch and it would just be very accessible, like DIY filmmaking people. And I'd be like, gosh, it's so cool that they have like a YouTube channel and they can make videos about stuff. I wish I could do that. As if it were like, there was a barrier, like you can't just go click create account and just do it um so that happened for like five years i don't know why and then finally i was like i should just actually make a channel um because i really want to make videos and i really want them to go somewhere and the yeah this is a good push to do that um and it was just a time where like i made the time to do it and i don't know it was there was just like this really big like drive to like i need to do this thing now otherwise i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna regret it so how did you get to so that's like sort of the initial creation of it but how did you get to the name the enthusiasm project which is in a stellar name by the way oh thank you so uh going back to uh 2011 do you remember blogs (laughs) yes yeah of course um yeah so I had gone through like a breakup at the time, which was my like chance where I was like, that's it. Like, this is my chance to do a thing that I want to do. I'm going to start a blog. And what I wanted to do was go, okay, I want to focus on uh, telling the stories of people who are doing really cool stuff with the limited time they have in life because, you know, everybody's time is limited. Um, So, whether it's a a full-time job or whatever, like I knew a few people who, you know, really cool art projects or had a cool business venture or whatever. And I was like, I want to like profile them and tell their stories. And then like, I came up with the name um, and I did like the, a little logo and stuff. And then I did absolutely nothing for six years. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I think I bought some URLs or whatever, uh, but that was kind of where it ended as far as it got. And then it was 2017 where I was like, blogs aren't quite what they were in 2011. So I'm going to jump into YouTube, which is way more up my alley. And I still wanted to do the whole like profile thing. And I was like, video is even better. I can make these awesome little documentaries of people. And I had my whole list of people who I was approaching, like, are you interested in this? Could I do that? And I was realizing like, I could do maybe one a month or one every other month because scheduling is tough and that, and I was like, this isn't going to work. Like I need, if I want to make something, it's easier if I'm not relying on somebody else's schedule because then I can do it and I can just do it as often as I want. Um, And that's kind of what shifted into 
sort of wear it. Like, that's what put me in front of the camera, I guess. Um, and then I didn't know what I was doing. So I made like a few videos. And that's right around the time I met my fiance through YouTube, which was a crazy story. Feel um, free to share, by the way, because that's, uh, that's like you said, like that is crazy that you meet someone yeah, virtually, so, essentially. I mean, it's not that weird to meet people on the internet in in today's world, but YouTube's definitely I, not like the, uh, <laughs> it's not the matchmaking site. It, 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 it's definitely not, but it's, I, I, I would counter argue respectively that I think it is, it's incredibly strange when you actually truly break it down that yeah. we're meeting people that otherwise, if you like, if you stop and think, we probably would not have ever met. Um, oh yeah, it's that's my favorite part about it. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, why are we even talking right now? You know, like it's that nuts. is weird, right? It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 just crazy, and I love that, and I did I feel that it was almost like an obligation to like kind of explore that platform, and I know everybody, I'm sure, as well as you do, like people love to complain about the YouTube algorithm, but that algorithm knows me very well <laughs> because uh, so th I guess three years ago, yeah, I was looking to buy a boosted board because who doesn't watch, you know, a couple like Casey Neistat videos and want to price out boosted boards. And then uh, I was planning a trip to Iceland because I wanted to go on a big trip and I live in the desert. And I was like, where is the opposite of this? <laughs> um, somewhere that's cold and rainy all the time. And then, uh, yeah. And then I teach digital media. And so I was looking up boosted board reviews I found one, um, I found a few that were kind of crummy, but I found one from this girl who was talking about her boosted board. But my favorite part about it was half the video is her waiting for the board to be delivered by the UPS guy. And it's like, she's just sitting like by the window, like anxious, like nervous, waiting for the UPS guy to come. And then finally he shows up and she plays it off like, huh? Oh, cool. It, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign for it, whatever. And then like freaks out as soon as he leaves. And I've been in that position so many times. <laughs> Um, that I, I liked that video and then YouTube's autoplay, the algorithm just threw another video where it was like, uh, she was talking about having worked at a school and quitting her job to start like this, uh, this company to promote digital literacy and digital media and all this stuff. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then it flipped into another video that was all about like her um, having gone to Iceland and doing a packing tips video of like what to bring to Iceland. And it was just three very random things that are so specific that I was like, I, I never leave comments or at the time I never left comments. And I was like, I'm going to email this person. Um, Cause part of my job is we need industry experts to like advise us about what we should be doing with our students. And I was like, it'd be really cool to have her input on what this program needs um and she came out and like she she was so interested in the idea she literally like drove from LA to the desert where I live a couple hours checked out the program we like hit it off really well and started doing like these work projects together and then eventually like um we were like oh yeah we are kind of just a good couple <laughs> Dang. um it's crazy and of course then all my students were like yeah we knew from like the first day and I was like cool <laughs> <laughs> let me figure it out for like months um but yeah so it's i mean that's 
that's all through YouTube. So it's cool because like, you know, we it's nice to have someone who just also has it doesn't think it's weird to go like it's Saturday and I'm going to go sit in the room and talk to a camera for a while. Um, and like that's a totally normal thing in our house, which is great. <laughs> so she still makes videos. Yeah, she's got uh, two YouTube channels. She does coaching. She does courses. Um, it's uh, yeah, she's I mean, she's way better at it than I am. Um, her, she's all over my channel, but Heather just create is her like biggest channel. Um, but she was the one where when we met, she was like, why aren't you making more videos? And I was like, I don't know what to make videos about. And she's like, it doesn't really matter right now. Like nobody's watching brand new channels. You can make videos about whatever you want. And so I did. 30 videos in 30 days, uh, which was crazy. I, I don't know how, it's really hard, <laughs> um, but managed to do it. And by the end of that, I kind of had like a, an idea of what I liked to make videos about, what I didn't, what the style kind of was. Um, and that just sort of jump kicked into like, okay, cool. Like I sort of have a, a system down and I'll just keep doing this till I die, I guess. <laughs> And I apologize. Did you t uh, did you did you explicitly say how you came up to the enthusiasm project? Because sometimes my mind goes like in a million directions no, when someone's talking. Sorry, no, I, I know I'm terrible at answering questions. No, no, I, no, no. Uh, you, I didn't. <laughs> you're totally cool. It was it was just back in like 2011, coming up with that blog where I was like, I love I love like enthusiasm just as a characteristic is like my favorite quality in a person, and so back in like the late whatever, like 2009, 2010, adding the word project to everything just sort of like was trendy. Um, and I liked it because it felt very like DIY-y. So I was like, oh yeah, like it's this project about like exploring enthusiasm and like building that quality. And it just sort of sounded cool. Like it's a little rough around the edges, but it sounds fun. And, um, and I just stuck with it. And I just, I always liked it. And I wanted to do something with it at some point. It just took too long. <laughs> And there was never like there was no other enthusiasm project like that wasn't a uh, yes. like when you searched it like did that ever pop up? So no, it it didn't. Um, at the time, it never did until <laughs> until like 2018. Um, and even now, I'm looking it up. Yeah. So if you even right now, like I'm doing a Google image search for the enthusiasm project, and basically all of it is me except there's this elderly man who, <laughs> who is in like a very dapper looking suit and he's sort of jumping around and it, it's literally called the enthusiasm project. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's like a website and it's just sort of crazy. He's like from England or something. And as far as I can tell, the only existence of this other enthusiasm project is as a portfolio piece from like this design agency where they designed this website for a, like a, a, a guy's company called the enthusiasm project, which is all about training theme park employees to like learn how to give great experiences to guests. And I, I think, the company doesn't exist. I don't know if it ever actually existed or if it's just a portfolio piece because they do not exist anywhere else on the internet, um, just in this one ad agency's portfolio. Um, and, it, and it started after I started my channel. So I was like, how bizarre. And that's the only other instance I've ever heard of it. 
Um, huh. It's really weird. It's really weird. <laughs> that is very strange. <laughs> yeah. But no, nothing, nothing was taken. Um, and I mean, it was easy to get all the like URLs and stuff, which is great because that's coming up with a name for something is like the hardest thing. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's it, that that's half the battle when you, when you put aside the time to actually do it, that's the first half. And then you're like, all right, now yeah. what's that thing? Like, like, what's that title? What's that name? That's gonna, that's gonna stand out. That's gonna draw people. And, and when you say it a few times, it's going to sound right. And, um, oh, it, it, and the fear of commitment, like, is this the thing? That's what it's going to be known as i don't know and then <laughs> and then i think of people like i don't know if you ever watch like potato jet on youtube um is that is, does, like, is that the channel yeah he does like camera reviews and things he's wonderful he's like quickly approaching i don't know six hundred thousand ish subscribers so it's a pretty decent channel and his name's potato jet and i'm like if he can do that i can stick with whatever <laughs> like it doesn't matter um oh for sure yeah i've like, never I mean, heard of a him. certain oh he's 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 real fun uh i like it a lot because you know a lot of people on youtube take themselves very seriously and i appreciate it when people don't because it's you know it's all a little bit ridiculous now one of my favorite things about your channel is the fact that um and i'm specifically focusing on a particular video one which when i tell you what it is you'll know exactly what it like, like what i'm talking about but in 2020 when you watch a video i'm pretty aware of you know like if you do a special edit or if you do a special uh camera trick whatever like i'm pretty uh understanding of how you pulled it off there is right. and for anybody listening um there is a video that tom has done which you can tell me the name of it once i tell you because forgive me i forget the name but you are reviewing it you're reviewing the road um wireless set uh-huh and there's this sh like there's this part where you're outside and you're trying to showcase like how far the distance can go before it like cuts off and uh -huh. you have this incredible aerial shot <laughs> that for the first half of that video, I kept pausing and I go and like, and I kept going, all right, well, okay, this has to be a drone shot, but yeah, why, why is like, why is there no, how can it be this still? Like it literally <laughs> looks, it literally looks like the, the kind of stuff that I would imagine like government officials have where they can zoom in <laughs> from satellites, you know? Yeah, and so yeah, that <laughs> so I was watching it, but like I was watching it, I was like, all right, so there's no way this is digitally done because that actually looks like a real person walking. Um, yeah, that was just me running around downtown it, Indio, California, <laughs> dude. You, I don't know, for some reason that has stuck with me. And when I knew I, that you were coming on here, I was like, I gotta ask you about this video because that blows my mind like more so than the fact of you proving how far this stuff goes that <laughs> yeah, shot uh, yeah. is incredible <laughs> well thanks it, it, the answer to that is so much less exciting than <laughs> you might hope it's it's literally just the dji mavic mini the drone um it's like their newer really tiny one that came out sometime in the last year um 
it's this really small drone, like barely bigger than an iPhone. Uh, and that's it. And I, there's nothing else. There's like no added stabilization. It's just really good. And it was a super windy day too. And it held its position that well. Um, oh my. Wow. And, and ironically, actually, I won that drone from Potato Jet's channel. <laughs> um, no joke. Because every, if, if he does reviews and you leave comments, they just randomly pick comments. And sometimes you get a thing, which I didn't even know. And then I got an email that was like, hey, you want a drone? And I was like, oh, I actually really wanted that. That's amazing. Uh, and so that's that's it. And I did, the only thing I did was um, I tried to, like, I guess it didn't really cut. I just tried to make sure, like, if weird things did happen and there was a big gust of wind that I cut away from the drone shot then. But so I made sure that like nothing crazy was happening during it, but there's no added effects. Like that is just how steady um, drones are. Like nowadays they're just so good. Uh, wow. I, and that was I a... guess I'm sorry. I guess I'm just like naive to how advanced the stuff gets because I could not figure out how you did that shot. Like, if you had done it later on in post-production, like you said, like maybe stabilized <laughs> it. But if that's natural, if that's 100% how that thing shoots, that's insane. Yeah, and I mean, it's like a, I mean, I was lucky enough to not have to pay for it, but it's like a $400 drone. It's not even, you know, it's not, it's very within reach of the average person. It's just crazy how good this stuff is. And I wanted to use a drone shot that wasn't, I wanted to use a drone shot that wasn't, to be a drone shot like you, you see them all the time but i was like no how could i utilize this to actually prove a point i was like great seeing the distance it's a great use of an aerial shot um man that's it and it was just literally after work one day i went to our little downtown area and put the drone up set up the camera and ran around across the street with a microphone on for 20 minutes <laughs> that's all that went into it wow well i mean props <laughs> to you because seriously i don't know for some reason that's like I mean, obviously, my favorite video will always be the the introduction to your channel, which is the Roadcaster Pro. But that's a pretty awesome video. I just have to say, I pre that was a really fun one. Every once in a while, like, there's just a video that's like so fun to make that, like, hopefully that comes across and little things here or there. Um, yeah, that's so I try to do something in every video that's at least new to me or maybe a little different for the the viewer just to keep it interesting. But, you know, I figure if I have fun making it, they're more fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And and uh, when it comes to thumbnails, do you think there's a science to thumbnails or do you just really kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, go where your heart believes it should go? That's tr That's so tricky. Thumbnails are like, oh, man. Um, yeah, so starting, starting YouTube channel, I was like, the thumbnail doesn't, and I was watching a lot of like Casey Neistat videos where it's literally his thumbnails are just either totally random frame grabs from the video or like clickbait frame grabs from the video, um, like a girl in a bikini or something. And you're like, that's not even in the video, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so I was like, it, who cares? Like the thumbnail, people are watching the video. They don't, the thumbnail doesn't matter. Little did I know it's like the most important part because <laughs> it's the thing that's going to grab someone's attention. And um, the biggest things I've learned with thumbnails are that it's so important to take an actual photo. Um, I mean, depending on your niche, like you could get away with screenshots, but if you take the time to actually, you know, use the camera that you're using to film the video, flip it into photo mode and take like a decent photo, um, it's just the quality is going to be better. 
And if you stage it a little bit and play with lighting and like, you know, which takes extra time, but it's worth it. And then I think at least for smaller channels, especially having text in the thumbnail is really important because um, not everyone's going to read the title, but you know, a big channel with millions of subscribers can put anything as a thumbnail and people are going to click it. But when you're small and you're just starting out, you, you need everything you can to grab someone's attention. And if you have an eye catching image with, um, you know, with at least some kind of text that's going to tell them what this video is going to be about and isn't clickbait. Um, you know, I think that's only going to help. Plus, it's a good way to just get your visual brand going, however you choose your colors and your fonts and your style and stuff. Like, it's a good way to just build that visual brand that people can start recognizing and connecting with, hopefully. Um, which is, you know, I think people talk about that a lot in the world of YouTube brand building, but it is so important if you actually want to grow yeah because what i love about your uh your youtube thumbnails is is they're so vibrant there's a plus you have a consistency with your thumbnails they're not um they're not you know all over the place like you have really found a specific kind of palette that you like to play in yeah um you know it's very reminiscent of of your brand colors so it's not like your 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 youtube header or yeah, your header is like one yeah. thing. And then all of a sudden your thumbnails are completely different. They're, they're very symmetrical in terms of, uh, you know, coordinating in terms of like what you're trying to project. So when I think of your channel, I think of really bright blues. I think of really bright, yes. um, uh, uh, very like, cause you do a lot of, uh, like your fonts are usually white, correct? Yeah. Like white and blue. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's just awesome that you have found this, that you found this uh, kind of niche in terms of, you know, you're a, a channel that focuses on technology um, and specifically like, you know, really uh, household kind of stuff. So like, you're not talking about, you know, stuff over in Russia and, and and and, <laughs> right, and, yeah. and, and and like government stuff like you're talking about stuff that we as consumers can can utilize um, yeah that's the goal but that's the really cool thing because it's like you know i'm fascinated by stuff like if you were a channel that was talking about you know russian satellites and stuff like i'd be like okay that's <laughs> cool but it's the fact that you review a an item that i potentially need in my life and then i'm like all right i'm gonna take this guy's word and then i actually have it in my life um yeah that's cool <laughs> it's very cool it's very cool and but i mean you are involved in technology so when i uh reached out to you and figured that you were going to be coming on here i wanted to kind of brush this um being someone that thinks about technology being someone that like this is essentially your passion in life is there anything coming up in the future like when you think of the future is there something that you're we'll do both excited for and like <laughs> potentially terrified about in terms of just technology. Um, let's see. Let's start with the excited one. <laughs> uh, okay. That's, that's the photo. I mean, I love cameras and stuff. So that's, I'm always excited for camera gear, audio gear. Everything is just getting better and better. Canon has some amazing cameras um, on the lineup for this year that I'm really, really excited for. Um, which unfortunately like have all been delayed due to, you know, virus stuff. But um, 
I'm really excited for this is going to be potentially a great year for camera releases, especially for Canon, which a lot of people like turn their backs on because they were really slow to to get to like the mirrorless market and the video market. And I think Canon is finally like just trying to drop the mic on everybody this year. And I'm very excited to see where they go with that. Um, I'm trying to save away a little extra money in my bank account just in case it's real good and I want it. Um, so that, that there's some camera releases I'm most excited about. Um, I'm also really excited about, I'm late to the party on this, but I just started playing around with Motion, Apple's version of like After Effects. Um, and it's amazing. Like it's so, it's like the most underrated program ever. It's 50 bucks, one-time purchase. Um, and it's got like real-time effect rendering. So if you're playing with like a tracking thing or an effect or whatever, it just is constantly rendered in real time while you're adjusting it. It's like, it's beautiful. Um, so I'm really excited about trying to get better at that. So if I find myself quarantined at home for a few weeks, I'll be doing a lot of motion <laughs> tutorials. <laughs> um, nice. And I'm excited to see where camera manufacturers and lenses and stuff go um, this year. In terms of terrified. Um, well, hold on. Let me pause you there. Where do okay. you think cameras can go? This is where it gets tricky because it's like, I mean, what it's all coming down to is essentially just better resolution for video. I'm dealing with video because that's where I go. Um, you know, like 4K is already starting to be passe and now everyone wants 6K or 8K in their camera, whether or not they can even process it on their computer. Um, but having that extra resolution, crazy, crazy stabilization built into the cameras is awesome low light capabilities where, you know, we can get rid of all that ugly grain and noise that shows up and we're getting better and better. And then autofocus, like my Canon EOS R that I mostly use has this crazy autofocus system where it just locks onto my eye and it won't let go. The whole time I'm recording a video, it's just focused right on me. If I want it to focus on something else, it's like hard to get it to stop focusing on me. Um, and those kinds of things for someone like me or anyone else who does one man band kind of things. It's amazing because you just set it up, you can rely on it, and then you can just do your thing. Like the technology getting out of the way and letting you do what you need to do. I mean, the Roadcaster is a great example of that. Like it puts everything right in front of you, you push a few buttons, it takes care of the rest, and then you're done. And you just focus on making the stuff you want to make. It's, I love anything that does that. Um, God, so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, it, because the reason I ask is, um, and we'll go to the resolution as an example. Um, yeah. I made a post recently, uh, one of my favorite shows, if not, eh, it's debatable if it's my favorite show, but uh, The Twilight Zone, the original series, okay. The Twilight Zone. Um, I made a post where I said, because uh, I had bought in the, the, the DVD set, okay. and uh, the, the show is available on blu-ray um but when i made the post i made the argument of i want to watch this this show the way that my dad would have potentially right. watched it when when it was a, when it was originally broadcast i don't want to see the the episodes upgraded to the point where i can you know make out certain details that weren't initially you know be stuff that you couldn't make out when you watched it in 1959. 
Um, right. And, and, and certain people were like coming at me, like not like, you know, viciously, but they were, you know, just kind of gently going, why would you want that? Well, like, don't you want to, don't you want to see every little tiny detail? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's great. But there's a romantic feeling to the fact that I'm potentially viewing it the way it was supposed to be viewed. Right. Um, <laughs> what's your, like, like, what's your take on stuff like that where we're consistently going back to films and television shows and, and whatnot and upgrading them to this higher resolution? Is that something that you're, that you're on board for? And if you are, don't worry about offending me, but like, <laughs> is, like is that something that you're, that, that, that you admire? I think it's like, um, it's, it's maybe a little of both. I'm definitely someone who is sad that it's not easy to find copies of like the original Star Wars trilogy as it was seen in theaters in the 70s and 80s. Like, um, I, I, like I know it doesn't look as good. I know it doesn't sound as good, but that's that was the charm that won everyone over originally. That's what I want to see. I don't want to necessarily see it look like it came out in 2020 because it didn't. Um, like I, and and I appreciate like what people did with what they had at the time. Like that's that's really impressive. Like I want to, I don't know. It, it's like I want to experience the art as it was made at the time. Um, so I, I'm a I'm definitely in favor of things as they were done originally. Uh, sometimes you know it's almost like when it's almost like when people say like I can always spot a wig and you're like no you can spot like a bad wig but when someone's wearing a toupee or whatever that looks great you have no idea. Um, I know sometimes movies are updated. Like I just watched Titanic recently and I had no idea they had updated like all this stuff in Titanic. And I was like, oh, um, it looks just like I remembered. It still looks great, I guess. And they just, but then why update it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm in favor of like just making the thing, keep the thing and it is what it is. And that's your piece of art. And then we can move on to the next one. And I know, I don't know if you heard about the whole, um, simpsons controversy on disney plus last fall i did not okay so uh i don't know if you've heard of disney plus <laughs> this company I have, called yes, disney. Yeah, yeah. yes yeah yeah they yeah. own everything <laughs> um they'll probably own your podcast in like three months but um, hey. <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so disney plus came out and they put the simpsons on there because disney owns fox and that's the re that's literally the reason i got disney plus was because i wanted the simpsons and what they did, because they thought everyone wanted crazy HD, was they put everything in 16 by 9, um, you know, high definition. And for the first, whatever, 20 seasons or something, 15 seasons of that show, it's standard definition 4 by 3. Um, so when you take that and you put it in HD, it cuts off a lot of the frame. And in a show like The Simpsons, half the jokes are like sign gags and things that are happening in the edge of the frame. And so like so many jokes within the episodes are just gone or make no sense because it's been cut off. And there was like outcry on the Internet. And then Disney said that they'll sometime within 2020, they'll upload the four by three versions. But it was this thing where like there was outrage over how dare you not put square video up on the Internet. Um, cause that's what we all want to watch. Cause that's how it's supposed to be. And I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example that I didn't even know about, but that's a perfect example of, you know, we think we have the answers and then we mess around. And then as Jeff Goldblum once said, life finds <laughs> a way. 
you know? Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> real mad about that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's to me, you know, to me, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a uh, per per topic or not per topic. It's a like case you by know, case basis kind of. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, you go case by case. You don't have to do it for everything. So, um, yeah, it is crazy because yeah, the whole 4K thing is like seems to be blowing over. It seems because I just went into Best Buy recently, and uh, I'm amazed they're still around. Um, right. But. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy they're still around, but I was in there and I sat down uh, in like the TV section where they have like you can sit down and yeah, and you can watch like a demo on the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, <laughs> all of a sudden on the screen, 8K. I'm like, what yeah. are? Oh my! And honestly, looking at it, honestly, if, if you would have been like, can you tell me that this looks any better than? We'll even say 4K, but honestly, I can't even tell you the difference between 1080p and 4K. Honestly, like no, 1080p looks great. It do, it really does, and there's there's that's I mean half of it is just sales, obviously. But like I did make a video about this because everyone's like obsessed with 4K cameras, and I was like, there's so many like you have to have someone with a 4K display watching content that is in 4K resolution created. Um, with devices or whatever that created it at 4k resolution to actually experience it and the number of people that have all those things in place is very small because that's just that's a lot of different components so even when you have your 4k tv half the stuff you're watching on it's not even in 4k or true 4k um and you know no one notices i mean i i've uploaded depending on things i've used there's clips in my videos that are like 720p and no one's ever noticed um but you just got to do what you got to do sometimes and there's so much more that goes that goes into it than just the resolution but at the same time there's people like i don't know if you ever watch mkbhd like you know super popular tech youtuber um who films everything in like 8k even though it's going on youtube um and he realizes that's ridiculous and says that it's ridiculous but doesn't care and I love that about him very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, there there are limits where it's like, and then you're watching it on your phone half the time anyway. Like, <laughs> you're, it's, you know, um, 4K on your phone is, you're not going to notice a difference between 1080 and, yeah. Um, I mean, I switched back to just the 1080 workflow like a while ago just because it's so easy and it looks so good and why not? Yeah, and plus when you start getting into that 4K and 8K, don't don't you start getting into the um, when you're watching it, it's almost the uncanny valley. It, it, like it almost looks too smooth. It yeah it, yeah it's especially like... especially when you're doing like movement, like when like like if you're a like a like a a vlogger and you're going to Walt Disney World and you're walking around it almost looks disjointed the like the picture starts to look a little fake honestly like it like it almost looks like you're doing an effect where it's yeah, so well, especially smooth if people are filming at like 60 fps or like the frame rate's really high and the resolution's really high and you're just like ah like i don't i need to go into reality again like <sighs> yeah i don't know i'm i i'm a fan of a little bit of roughness around the edges even though i 
am also kind of a perfectionist. It's just something about like, like you said, Uncanny Valley, like it, it, it can become distracting to a point that is detrimental. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you're watching something that is, you know, being brought to you by this device. So that's how it's the Uncanny Valley. I mean, when you're when when you're walking outside, just you using your eyes, that's one thing. But when you're using your eyes to look through another lens, there's this, yeah, you, you know, there is this thing. So like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of curious about. Like, are they going to be able to really smooth that out and get rid of that? that that feeling that i'm watching something that 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 looks great but just gives me this incredibly off feeling for some reason i don't know why <laughs> so, so um you know from from what i know about you and your stuff uh terminator fan right yes yeah yeah okay um and that movie, what year did Terminator? Which are you? Do you like the first one or the second one or all of them? Or uh, I am a purist, so it's only the James Cameron one and two. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I can't remember what year they came out. The first one was in the eighties, right? Eighty four and ninety one. Eighty four. Oh, I didn't even realize. I thought it was like eighty eight. Crazy. Okay, so what? Like, why do you love those movies? Um, is, oh, is there is there whew. anything technical that makes you love those movies? Because I know there's like story and of course, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, technical, you mean on like the the filmmaking level? Yeah, well, I mean, because you know they're not low resolution, but they're they're not 8K. They're the visual effects aren't what we have today. But you know, what like why are they still so good? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially that first one because it's all uh. Uh, I am just such a fan of in camera. Like the more you can, yes. the more you can, the more you can put something in camera um, that, you know, it, it's great. And then of course you get to Terminator two. And uh, it's funny. You were talking about the Titanic re-release because they, they recently re-released uh, Terminator two um, back to theaters and James Cameron essentially pulled a George Lucas oh, no. and, he went back in. It's not as noticeable from my understanding. Um, but like he, a singing Muppet in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, he went back in and in certain shots in Terminator 2, you can clearly tell that it's Arnold's stunt double, for example. Oh. Um, and so he went back in and he digitally replaced Arnold's head on those stunt doubles. And okay. um, for some people that, you know, that doesn't matter. But for me, it's that same word that you used, which is the charm. It's the charm yes. of, I'm actually looking forward to this moment where for a second, the story kind of doesn't break for me, but it's, it, 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 it hits this little dip where, oh, oh, okay, that's not Arnold. But you know what? The movie is so great that I don't even care that that's not Arnold. And when I watched that in theaters after like, the re-release came out and it got to that moment and I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait, 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 that's Arnold. And I remember <laughs> it not being Arnold, but I, like, I remember it not being Arnold. <laughs> so it, it really threw me. And uh, a lot of people, you know, cried and were outraged and everything. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like those movies 
honestly on a filmmaking level i love them but i do love them on the story level and uh i love what they what they represent and uh uh the themes behind them especially technology is a huge one particularly yeah. in the second one the first right. one is really like a like a slasher um you get to the second one and it's so like it's so deep like i don't have tattoos but if i were to get a tattoo i would get what sarah connor carves in the table no fate i would get that (laughs) as a tattoo on my back because i love that that whole notion of are we creating our own future or are like is all this predetermined and i just love thinking about that you'll never know the answer but i love thinking about it so yeah that's funny that you bring that up yeah because uh not a lot of like i i I try not to promote that a whole lot anymore but um no 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 i had gone through and read like your youtube about thing and it was like all terminator (laughs) and then like you know the profile pictures kind of a giveaway too (laughs) yeah yeah you know it it, that it, it was sort of like my thing of like i i i needed to find a way to get people to find me and there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of podcasts for terminator so i knew that eventually there would be an expiration on just talking terminator um <laughs> and i did 50 episodes uh which i'm really happy and proud of and i had uh people directly involved in the films i had them on sort of the way we're doing um, yeah so you know i was like all right now it's time to hit that hit that next level and uh Thanks to the guy we were talking about earlier, Joe Rogan. He is, he's my inspiration. Um, yeah. I was like, I just love talking to people. I'm so, I'm so endlessly curious. Like that's part of my like description now. It's, I'm just endlessly curious. I, I will never be satisfied. So um, that's why I love just talking to people like yourself that, that you, you make videos about technology. You love technology, but we have not covered yet what you're, scared of with technology oh right (laughs) um i think that's tricky like i don't i think okay there's things to be scared of almost like a lot of people are scared of facial recognition uh technology and i can definitely get on that bandwagon a little bit uh you know because it's kind of scary but at the same time every time i use face id on my phone i love it so much uh but a lot of it is like, you know, a hammer can build or a hammer can destroy. So it, it's a lot of how you use it. The, the thing itself is not inherently good or evil. The scarier part really is more of like the effect that it's having on people, especially um, I feel like Instagram is almost the biggest like social media, uh, you know, I don't know what you would call it, but guiltiest platform of this because it's just that whole idea of, you know, people go places now to literally just get a picture to share on social media, not because the place is interesting to them or they want to have an experience or anything, but it's just building that profile and curating the grid. And, you know, I teach high school and I have kids that are on TikTok is huge right now. And I have, I, I don't know, it seems like it's, very easy to grow on TikTok. I don't know anything about it, but I have several students who have like massive followings, like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of like, like followers, subscribers. I don't know what there are on TikTok. Um, and, you know, they post videos that get 
all these views and things. I'm like, cool. So like, and and then what? And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, well, does that like, do you do you have an audience that you like connect with? Do you guide them towards something else that you're building? Like, where where does it go? I'm like, no, it's just I need to get the the likes. Like, that's what it's all about. And it's just sort of that kind of thing is scary to me. Um, and that's not tied to a specific technology or operating system or upgrade or anything, but it's just sort of like uh, the effect that it has on the human brain that the brain might not be prepared to deal with um, is definitely scary just in terms of mental health and well-being to me. Absolutely. One thing that always kind of uh, uh, blows my mind if you think about it. So, uh, and what reminded me, you said that some of your students have like hundreds or like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers. That's crazy. That, that, that word follower, right? And yes. um, when you, when you, when you use it in the idea of trying to tell someone, would you rather be a leader or a follower? Like it, so follower is obviously negative in that, in yes. that respect. It's, you know, would you rather be the leader or the follower? So clearly you're using follower as a negative thing. So it's funny because that's, that's what it's all built around now. It's all about gaining followings and, and what if this is just a, like a hypothetical situation. What if you took all those followers that you had and because you can't hear them, you can't, you know, like the most you get from them is a comment or a, or a heart. What mm -hmm. if, and I've heard this like described elsewhere, but like, what if you could actually feel their, their quote unquote um, involvement in whatever you're doing. So instead of just re like receiving a notification that, you know, you got a like or whatever that you actually heard and whatever that means heard, like, you know, clearly they're not talking to you, but like you got some kind of audible uh uh reaction from them every time you posted something like if you have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're all liking your your like your stuff all at one time like that's gonna you know potentially i don't know like how like like if that would be built into <laughs> you like you know what i mean like at some point like we're starting to get like artificial stuff put into us like that's the future I'm thinking of where we start getting these like implants and, Oh yeah. That's and, scary to me. You know what I mean? But like, what if that's what it evolves to where you can actually hear them or you can actually feel quote unquote, every time they react to something you post, like that's, I don't know, like, like stuff like that fascinates me. And when you said the following, I was like, Oh, that's the, that's the craziest part about it all. And, but like, we're so, that's what we're trying to get, right? It's all about getting that following. It's all about how big is your following? Right. <laughs> and you forget that each person is a person. Like it's, I, I mean, you know, there's, I remember having, you know, a dozen like YouTube subscribers or around there. And I've known people that have like very quote unquote small channels, but they make something or they share something and somebody sees it and it has this like profound effect on them or it teaches them something that then they use every day and they share with other people. And like you, you as someone who made that might not ever really even know that any of that happened, but like every little number is an entire person 
that you can be affecting and it's just sort of it just sort of gets mashed into like the guys like hey guys it's you're the guys now you're all just one yes yes and it's it's so uh, true yeah and it it's it's really tough to remember that those are actual human beings and i i know um because you use anchor for your podcast have you have you gotten like voice messages from people through anchor i have i have yeah I've only gotten a couple and I actually didn't even know it was a thing until like I randomly went into like a certain page and it was like, you have a message. And I thought it was an ad or something and it totally wasn't. It was like people saying things to me about my show. And it was so like wildly like intimate in a weird way um, where I was hearing someone's voice talk about the thing that I was just doing by myself. It was so different than just getting a comment or a little like heart or whatever. And it was, um, it just like shifted everything in my brain in a, in an interesting way. Yeah, it's, uh, totally. And it's so weird because it's such a, it's essentially a voicemail, Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> but I totally understand what you're saying because, um, the podcast has gone through a few evolutions and at one point it was devoted to movies in general mm-hmm. and, uh, it was called Bigger Boat Movies in, in reference to Jaws. And um, uh, I got this one voicemail. I'll never forget this. Just because of the, like, it was so quick. It was like four seconds. And I was like, how could that, like, you know, before I played it, I was like, what could this be? Four seconds? Right. Um, so I played it. And I don't know where this guy is. I've never heard from this guy ever again. Um he has a Jamaican accent, which okay. I believe is like, I believe it's natural to him. I don't think he just did it the way I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and he was just, and, and he was like, big up boat movies. What's going on? Popping. And that's it. <laughs> big up boat movies. What's going on? Popping. And he ends the call or, or he ends the message. <laughs> and I'm he just went like, out of his way to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But then it was also very kind of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like what? But no, yeah. it's so true. And your, your YouTube channel is what at like 12,000 right now. Yeah. Just under right. Currently I'm at 11, nine 30. Not that I keep track. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you imagine, because like you said, it's sort of, that's just a squished number. Like you, you, you go to your page and you see 11, yeah. 12,000. Can you imagine every single one of those people assuming they're all active accounts that every single one of those people you stick them in a room that's a that's a lot of people <laughs> 12 it's, cra- it's crazy like i mean the school that i work at has 2000 students and every time we have like a you know like a rally or an event or something where everyone's in one spot i look at that and i'm like this is 2000 this is so many people <laughs> um and you know there's so many people that if you have 2000 subscribers or followers on whatever platform, you feel like a failure. And it's like, this is That's very huge. few people would be comfortable getting up in front of this many actual humans, but the number just dehumanizes it so much. Exactly. Um, what I actually, what I started doing um, was when I get comments that actually mean something to me, I try to reply to as many because like in the world of YouTube, 12,000 is still a, a pretty small channel really. Um, and you can, it's still easy to keep up with interactions and comments and things. But when I get one that actually has meaning and makes me feel like a certain way, I make sure to screenshot it now so I can keep it in like a, 
an album on my phone. So that way I, it doesn't just get lost. And I can remember like this person said this thing was really helpful to them or this thing they thought was funny and like it made their day or whatever. And like to try to remember that there's actual people spending their time, their precious free time, like watching this stuff. And that's, you know, I think that that's a, an important thing to remember because it's almost like a feels like a responsibility to appreciate that for sure and like you said that you know it's your what you're doing and specifically what 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 your channel is doing um it is impacting lives it's and in a very positive way because just your the way you present yourself um you know you're not someone that talks and you know any bit of negativity and if you are it's really just like kind of like lighthearted negativity you'll you'll list pros and cons you know but you're doing yeah, it for yeah. for a review um so i mean you know it it's people watch that you know and, and especially kids watch that because i mean that's right up kids alleys you know like technology yeah. and what's the latest and greatest um so yeah it, it's a big responsibility for sure um and I mean, look at 12,000 subscribers, like you said, I mean, if you were to go to YouTube headquarters and be like, Hey, I got 12,000, they'd probably <laughs> shut the door in your face. Um, but that is, like I said, if you stick all those people in a room, you will probably have a heart attack of how many people that is. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I remember hitting 50 subscribers and thinking like, my God, this is, this is it. Like, uh, what more do I need? And it, it's, yeah, 12,000 is a huge, it's a ridiculous number. <laughs> yeah. Um, and are when you, you, when uh, you just, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Are you, uh, are, are, are you planning on like doing any live streams? Cause I know live streaming is a very popular kind of go-to in terms of, um, Plus, it, you know, it, it kind of eliminates the fact that you have to edit something or. Um... Yeah, I've, I've done live streams in the past. I haven't done done them in a while, um, which actually the, the reason I stopped is because my computer just couldn't take it. <laughs> um, I was getting like 12 frames a second and they looked like bad stop motion videos. But uh, now I have, you know, a newer, newer computer that can handle it more. And I have all I have the setup and I do like streams with like my fiance heather sometimes we'll do like coaching sessions or i'll do streams on her channel and they look beautiful they sound great my bigger thing is i'm waiting until it seems like it serves a really specific purpose i guess it could just be a for funsies kind of thing but um i want it i want it to be like i, I just want there to be i guess more of a reason to do them because i'd like if i were to do live streams i would like to it to be something maybe that's more consistent like every week every two weeks whatever it is but not just sort of like he did one today and he did another one in four months and he did four in one week and then he did two in six months like if i started doing it i would want to be like oh yeah he has videos and then he does a stream about this or whatever um so i haven't cracked the code yet just for me and i i just my work schedule is crazy and like the workflow that I've hit with like making videos is working for me right now. And I, I just like, I wish I could cram more into that box, but right now it's just so full. Like there's so much I want to do that. I just can't. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. And plus, I mean, when you do the live streams, that opens up the whole potential of, you know, what, like whether it be super chats or, or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, not the fact that, you know, 
clearly you're not doing this to gain profit, but I mean, profit doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's something that I, 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 I grew up like very much into like punk rock music and stuff and everything was like DIY, like no record labels, blah, blah, blah. And so immediately when I started my channel, I was like, I'll never do a sponsored video. I'll never put ads on my videos. Like I'll, I'll never do any of that stuff. Cause that's not what this is for. And then, um, there are ads on my videos. Damn you, Tom, you cracked. <laughs> I sold out. Um, you, but you it, sold it's, out. It just sort of depends. I mean, like what I noticed was as my channel was growing organically, it was just generating revenue. So like, um, like Amazon affiliate links were the first thing, which I make a lot of videos about products. And naturally, when you make a video about a thing, the first question people are going to have is, where can I get the thing? And so I was just putting the link in the description, just the regular, like, go to Amazon, go to B&H Photo or whatever, and here's, here's the thing I'm talking about. And then someone was like, yeah, you should just make that an affiliate link, and then you get a commission every time they go and buy something from that site. And I was like, oh, that feels kind of weird, but if if people are buying, like, Canon cameras because I recommend them and I'm essentially just giving Canon customers why not get like if they're willing to not charge the person anymore and give me a like percentage of that why not do that it's it's just kind of organically fit in with the channel anyway and then that started like generating money and just a couple other affiliate things and I was like huh this is like a if I got this much money in my job, it would be a very decent raise. And now it's coming in like through YouTube on the side. Maybe I could actually be more strategic about generating some income through the channel. And, you know, like I still, <laughs> I turned down, it's crazy. I don't know if you've gotten this because I, I started getting them at like, I don't know, maybe like a hundred subscribers, but these companies from China will just approach you constantly to do sponsored videos for like the weirdest products. Um, like, most of them are just knock off like microphones and cameras and stuff. But uh, I, I just constantly turn those down. And then every once in a while, like a company I actually like or a product I actually use will say like, hey, do you want to review a thing or, you know, uh, do a sponsored video? And it's like, well, this fits in authentically. Yes. Um, and I don't I, I've gotten to a point where I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And all the people I've talked to who watch, you know, my videos on YouTube, they're like, yeah, we don't care. Like we know there's going to be ads on YouTube videos. Like that's what we expect when we watch a YouTube video. We don't mind wait five seconds and clicking a button. Like, okay. Okay. There's ways to do it and ways to not do it, but. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the best part about YouTube. If they ever get rid of that where you can't skip it, then it's like, Oh man. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that is, <laughs> it really is up to the creator because you can choose to have skippable video ads or non-skippable video ads. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, yes. It's up to you. You can choose to have mid roll ads that pop up in the middle of the video, or you can choose not to. And I know for me, like, you know, who knows what will happen in the future, but I, I have a hard time imagining myself ever really being comfortable with a mid roll ad because they're so disruptive. I hate them when I watch them and suddenly it just cuts to like, a weird commercial in the middle of this video i can't stand it so i don't want to do that to people and i don't want my video that i worked really hard on to be interrupted by like a random like aggressive fast food commercial or something 
Yeah, no, um, it's uh, it's uh, every time that happens, right? So I'll be watching whatever video, right? And I'm so invested into it. And then all of a sudden in the bottom right, it says add in five, <laughs> four, three. Nerves. And I don't know if you get the same feeling, but have you ever seen the movie Click? Yes. With yes. Adam Sandler? <laughs> yeah. Every, like, once that, once the, once the remote gets programmed for him to start fast forwarding, it starts going, yeah, <laughs> that's what goes off in my head every time that that freaking ad in five four three two one happens. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna think of that every time I see that now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as the creator, you have the chance, but you get the most money for those ads specifically, so that's why people do them. Um, same thing with a non-skippable ad; you get more revenue than a skippable video ad. But um, I just have skippable video ads in the front of like two thirds of the videos, I think. Um, and that's kind of where I've limited it, <laughs> um, which is not too bad. I don't think no one's, no one has complained so far. So it's yeah, a win -win. I think that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely the approach to take. Um, well, look, Tom, I, I, uh, I thank you for putting aside the time to, to do this. And honestly, dude, I, for however long we've been going, um, I, uh, I don't know about you, but I completely forgot about the, the, the craziness that's going on outside the, the four walls that I'm in currently. Me too. It felt um, normal for a second. <laughs> right? It felt like, all right, the world is cool again. Um, yes. So I appreciate that. And I hope everybody that, 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 that is listening to this feels that same thing if they're listening to it during this particular uh, time in history. Um, and uh, obviously, I'll have all the links uh, down below in the in the show notes if people want to go subscribe. And hopefully, it's not an if; it's a when when they go subscribe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. But I this was super fun. Like, I really appreciate you extending yeah. the invite, and I had a blast despite our technical issues. Yeah. Well, look, that's 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 something that uh, you can't. Uh, you, you you can never be ready for it, but it's how you it's how you overcome it. And I think we overcame these these pretty we well. Overcame so. the odds, yes. Yeah, um, I'd love to stay in contact with you, man. I know uh, I'm following you on social media, so I uh, I know I'm going to keep watching your stuff and and uh, uh, yeah, I just love what you're doing. So keep keep going, and uh, I know that number is going to keep growing. But just like we discussed here, and I think you will just that's those are humans. Those are, yes. those are people, you know what I mean? And I, and I've never heard someone say that they take screenshots of comments. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. I, th I mean, I think, I think people do more than they admit, but yeah, everybody's a person. This was, uh, this was just a good chance to kind of remind myself of that and that appreciation for the fact that we can do any of this. We can have this conversation. We can share it. People can hear it. People can reach out. It's, it's kind of magical when you step back and think about it incredibly magical so thank you for coming on and uh it's what it's uh 10 9 it's 8 o'clock we're 8 30 where you are so oh yeah i'm ready for I, that. uh I, well i'm i'm at 11 30 <laughs> in, or, in orlando here so um thanks for coming on man appreciate it yeah thank you so much i appreciate it um we will definitely stay in touch <laughs> <laughs>